The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to a Tuesdays here at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, plenty to get into. The latest with Mr. McCord, with Mr. Fleming, with Mr. Riola. 489-1240. 489-1240 to get in today. On Hale Varsity Radio, 1-800-825-5865. Can dial up, can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. And can comment. So many, so many of you are already doing so. Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. The Herd at Sports team uh, off to Tampa as they'll be there in full force for you covering Husker volleyball. Excited about that. But recruiting has taken center stage. We'll check in with Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. His latest on Nebraska and the quarterback search. Uh, also, uh, more on recruiting and signing day looms. Dear friend of the show for a lot of years, Greg Smith from Rivals, going to join us in hour two. And then how about some Ohio State perspective? If Nebraska does land Mr. McCord and Mr. Fleming, what are they getting? You've watched, you've researched, you've checked out the stats, you've seen the praise and stars associated with them from high school to college. Well, Tim May. A uh, longtime Ohio State insider. Uh, he is a party. Tim May is so much fun to talk to. Tim May going to join us at 525. Time for you. Uh, we send a kiss up to the heavens as we remember the pirate Mike Leach today. Miss the old pirate. Love that man. So, Elijah, uh, what a wild 48 hours. Let's just start there. As you and I went all in on, on McCord, yesterday and the arrival and the tour and and then you know you're waiting on what's coming up with Fleming because of of just what type of talent he is but from you know some of our research and phone calls what type of leader the guy is for a young wide receiver room and then that flips on its ear because this smoke turned into a bonfire yesterday as it grew and grew and grew on Dylan Riola and uh, you know what's what's going on with him and the fact Nebraska is able to secure an official visit right before the dead period on Friday, you got to feel really good about Nebraska's chances uh, with him visiting and visiting uh, Papa Bear's alma mater so late in the recruiting process, right before signing day. So things are are, are great. You get even cooler news for the here and now team uh, that has a lot of players coming back. You have uh, Isaac Gifford and Bryce Benhart. They're kicking it in the players' lounge or whatever those pods are. And they're, hey, we'll come back. Sure, why not? And and, and they do it. So uh, two big pieces. Uh, Nebraska's right tackle, who's really elevated his game, and Giff uh, is so good and was at, at such a high level and even played hurt the last probably month of the season. So that's, that's ginormous. You had Pat McAfee sit down for almost an hour today, with Matt Rule as Rule's selling the program. And what what's cool about Rule is for him to to hear and tell a guy like McAfee and whenever he's speaking, 
it doesn't ever come across as bragging or cockiness or even slimy salesmanship. It comes across as, this is why I'm here. This is what I believe in. This is what I like. And he even reiterated it, reiterated it today with, with McAfee where, look, hey, we're going to be a developmental program, 90% high school and development, but if you can go get a difference maker, you go do it. He said it to us two weeks ago at Media Day. Well, you know, if you if you need to go get a difference maker, let's let's go do it. Well, Nebraska's aimed very, very high. Nebraska's aimed high when you look at the portal quarterback rankings and McCord is right up there. They aimed high with guys higher on the list. They went and at least saw those guys. And then when it comes to, you know, your your top quarterback in the country, Nebraska still kept uh, kept that welcome mat down in front of the uh, the front door. And uh, so it, it's been a good 48 hours. Uh, does it turn into a good weekend? Because McCord now off to, do we say Syracuse? We th- I think. I think. This is All right. not confirmed officially. Elijah Herbal's flight tracking prowess. Lay it down for me. We know for a fact that Kyle McCord, and this is thanks to our good friends Jacob Badella and Anna Bellinghausen, they're off to Tampa to go cover right. the Final they Four. They had to go to, as you do, you have to go to Charlotte Charlotte's a major sometimes. hub. Yes. It's a major hub. So they're flying out there. Who is on their flight but one Kyle McCord? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on the flight tracker hat. I'm going to look into this. You I, put on, I, you, for fairness, you put on the old leather World War II bomber and goggles. <laughs> the aviators. You did. You, you were sitting behind your screen all decked out like Maverick. With the mustache. I already had oh, that look you, going. You were good to go, man. No, but you look into it. Okay? Poor, poor goose. And there's a couple likely options of places Kyle McCord can go. We know Will Howard was on campus at Miami yesterday looking through it. Miami, the flight. It was taken off about the exact same time that flight was landing in Charlotte uh, from Omaha. So you can probably cross Miami off the list. The next most likely spot that he'd be going is his hometown, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. That flight departed 35 minutes after the flight from Omaha to Charlotte. It's a tight layover. That's a tight layover. Considering boarding typically starts 30 minutes before a flight leaves, that means you'd be landing It's a tight layover unless you're Iowa Russ. It's very true. (laughs) I digress. Let's move on. The next likely candidate, 90 minutes following the flight from Omaha landing, the scheduled landing time, I should say, was Syracuse, New York. And the only other option after that, there was no flights to Columbus, nothing like that. The next one was, it would have been something like a three and a half, almost a four-hour layover to go to Philadelphia, again, his hometown. Mm. So you look at that, the most likely option, especially considering what we've been hearing, is that he's going to Charlotte, 90-minute layover, followed by a flight to Syracuse, New York. But at the same time, I look at what we've seen both last night, Isaac Gifford and Bryce Benhart, and Matt Rule today. Matt Rule today had a very laid-back feel in that interview with, with McAfee. And a guy that is... He wasn't a, on the edge of his couch waiting for an answer. Well, a guy that's in one of the busiest weeks of the season following whenever your season ends. The transfer portal is open. Early signing day is coming up. Typically, coaches like that don't have 40 minutes they can take out of their day. And I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush here, mm-hmm. but their schedules are typically pretty tight. But he had 40 minutes he could carve out of his day in an interview that felt very laid back, right? Yeah, he's, he's, back. he's relaxed. Late, late, willing to answer all the questions and willing to, to – you can sometimes tell how busy somebody is based on what type of answer they give you. He was willing to give you some long answers. Combine that with Gifford and Binhart coming back. What are the, the two things you're probably looking for as, if you're going to come back for another year? 
Will it be successful next season? Will I be taken care of financially in the modern college football? And the biggest thing I think you have to wonder about whenever you're looking at the success, those guys know it. What was Nebraska's problem last year, the quarterback position? On a day when Kyle McCord visits and there's a lot of smoke with with Riola, do we really think it's coincidence that those guys announced that they're coming back at that same time, shortly following the time we heard that Kyle McCord was sitting down with the powers that be with Nebraska? Shortly thereafter that meeting, Isaac Gifford and Bryce Binhart, oh, they're coming back? Something about that timing perked my ears up. And then you combine that with Matt Rule's feel in his interview today. Strikes me as a, as a, a guy in a, a program that's been doing some business over the last 24 hours and got a lot of things hammered out. I'll leave he, it at that. He, no, and, and you, you do all that math, and it's, it's a good thing. And I think the, the moral of this story, what you saw on the field was aggressiveness. You saw it defensively. And if for some reason you didn't see what Nebraska's normal standard was, it got corrected, either a half later or a game later. And you saw Nebraska be aggressive and then tentative and then aggressive again, at least on offense. And and you can live and play and say that way on field, but you better be that way off field and good for Nebraska, not taking a back seat, not letting five years blur into to a six as far as timidness of, of what the program is or where it stands, but more so about the future. And you asked a, a, a question in our little pre-show huddle up uh, with Nebraska and in bowl eligibility. And let's throw it out there, 489-1240. Uh, with Nebraska and this season, what's bigger? What's a bigger deal for the program, given its current state? Uh, you, would you have traded a, a bowl game this season for a Dylan Riola flip? And I thought about that. And, and right now it looks really bad that you're not in a bowl game. But let's be honest, what type of bowl game would you have been at at six and six or seven and five or eight and four? Maybe maybe you're you're playing New Year's Day or you're in the Citrus Bowl or you're in New York or you're the Music City, whatever. At least you're back there. There would have been excitement. You would have had practices for the the current team. I think the way this team gets drilled and practices from from spring through fall that they're going to get accelerated development-wise. They're going to be ahead of a lot of programs because of what their tenants are from a development standpoint. Nebraska has a chance to get not one but two game changers uh, at quarterback and keep developing and just get right, get right at the quarterback spot from a taking care of the football, the playmaking standpoint, and then just a balance on offense. I, I still like the quarterback run. I know you like it as well. But if you can get a downhill run game with with a quarterback like McCord to come in and and win you some ball games, and then whoever's your your quarterback, be it Riola, you, you hope it's Kalen, you hope both those guys compete, and then by a second year they're ready. It, it's okay, and too many quarterbacks, Elijah, get in a rush, man. Well, I wasn't playing after year one. I'm out. And you've seen places specifically Ohio State and Alabama, where kids will stay if they're not playing because they're getting good development. They're getting better. They're at least getting practice reps to, to be um, in the fight for a starting job eventually. You know, even Joe Burrow for three and a half years uh, was, was there fighting his way. So that, those, are, those are two spots that you don't – when guys do defect, they come out 
at a little higher level. That's what's important about getting a guy like McCord uh, with with Raiola. If if you sit and wait as a five star, it's okay. Arch Manning is doing that. You've had quarterbacks get thrown in too often, too many times. Bo Nix comes to my mind. That poor guy got murdered at Auburn and was never right or good enough. And then we've used his example a lot. It's okay to sit, groom, get better, get developed, and then uh, go win the job. Uh, I'm anxious to talk to Mitch Sherman here in a couple of minutes. What's uh, the latest on Danny Keel? I think it's important to to keep him in the class. I don't want to trade out if I'm Nebraska where I get one, but I lose one. I want both. Kalen has done a lot for this football program when it comes to peer recruiting, getting guys on board, and then saying no, thanks, I'm, I'm coming, I'm staying home, to a program that's playing in New Year's Day 6, Cotton Bowl against Ohio State in Missouri. Missouri's done pretty well at the quarterback spot, at least they have under Drinkowitz, right? Mm-hmm. So I hope things are not ruffled, and I don't know how they would be. I don't know Kalen's personality, but I'm anxious to, to see if you can keep both of them and uh, at least get a year together. And and again, it's not payment, thank you for for your peer recruiting, not only with, with Carter Nelson or your uh, your, your two wideouts at Bell West, but just the, the kind of the ringleader, the Pied Piper of this class. Kalen said yes when others said no. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that needs to be highlighted, underlined, and exclamation point. And you feel horrible for that kid because of the way that this happens right before the early signing day. But at the same side, you look at it from the Nebraska and the Matt Rule perspective, business is business. And whenever you have a chance at a guy who's a top 10 player at the country, you can't say no to it. I think the, the best thing to do is, is kind of what we've been hearing. The smoke Nebraska's been going and being completely open and honest mm-hmm. with Daniel Kalen in this process. And, and think about it. If you're the coaching staff and you're Daniel Kalen, a guy of, of Dylan Raiola's magnitude as a recruit, you think about it. If he comes in and he is exactly what you expect a guy of that, that stature to be, what you think of him as probably being a, a three-year guy? Maybe a four-year guy? The potential of program changing. Turner Gill, Tommy Frazier, and again, this is unfair praise, but that's that's what the buzz was back then for those guys. And, and you look at that. I mean, look elsewhere in college football more recently. Caleb Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Quinn Ewers. You're talking about them all being guys that declare for the draft after three years. If you can live up to the hype as that, that high level of a recruit, typically you're going to be off-drafted, getting highly drafted. So if you live up to the hype, you know what? Daniel, with a, a well-placed red shirt, you're still going to have time for this job to be yours after Dylan Raiola is gone. And do you hey, want it to be? Your, do you want to be the quarterback here or somewhere else? That, that's the question. But then the other side of the coin is too. Hey, if he doesn't come in and live up to that building, that that high-level status, you're going to be competing for a starting job. You're going to be competing for playing time. Just because Dylan Raiola is coming here doesn't mean you are completely out the window. And, and I think Daniel Kalen's a guy that a loves Nebraska, loves the guys that he has in this class, in will always bet on himself. Sure. No, so, I totally agree. I see him being a guy that's going to come in and, and compete, and if, if Ryla lives up to the hype, it's your job in 2026, 2027. If he doesn't live up to the hype, you're going to be competing for that starting job. I see it as as being a, an opportunity for a guy like Kalen, no matter how the cookie crumbles. Well, and, and I'm interested, too, to just see his mentality coming in with, uh, who cares, Let's go. let's go compete. And the other part of this, too, is, if what happens, what I think is going to happen with Nebraska and they're in the in getting a quarterback coach, I'm not leaving this place. 
because you're going to have one hell of a good quarterback coach, potentially, uh, maybe. Uh, that's that's another caveat to this. And to me, while we're talking quarterbacks, here's some breaking news before we get out the ah. segment. Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke has committed to Wisconsin. So, again, huh. another quarterback domino falls. Doesn't feel like Nebraska's ever in the hunt on that one, but Wisconsin maybe has their guy moving forward in Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, Tyler, thank you. Uh, hard pass. Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. Great stuff from Mitch on the Nebraska quarterback, Jace. Hale Varsity continues.